All right. Welcome to the clusterfuck known as the Triglavian Times. Uh, today we have the chief onion of Eve Onion, Opus Magnus, my uh, CEO of my corp and alliance. Um, I'm Sabat. We got Zero hiding from work, executor of Toast, and Kylon, his right hand man. And then we have CCP Aurora, the bringer back of AT. Hello. And the boundary violator and hoper of bringing back AT, CCP Swift. You could have gone with Coattail Rider, too. That works. <laughs> uh, so besides creating 420 hole destroyers, um, I know less than 10 covered a little bit with you. Um, kind of want to get your guys' opinion on finally getting AT back. Uh, it's super exciting. Um, I've been working up for, to this for over a year now, uh, but it's also super stressful now that we're actually getting into it. So um, I, in some ways, I'm super looking forward. I'm very excited for the feeders, but I'm also just like, can't wait for them to be over already because I am exhausted uh, in this run up to it. So a good, a good mix of emotions. I think it'll be really great though. Yeah. No, I, I'm interested in it. We talked about it as Kyber Dots a little bit, but we didn't want to do the investment of the ISK, really. And none of us, we, we're all time zones, so none of us could really sit down and, I mean, we can't sit and practice all day. I don't yeah, know about Opus's opinion, but <laughs> I think Kyber Dots would all be like, oh, we're all flying Kikimoras. Screw it. We'll be out first round. <laughs> yeah, we did put a big point, uh, like, nerf i guess onto the triglavian ships because they're so good and we had to balance them somehow yeah i noticed on that i mean i'm a big i love mordu's legion personally i fly my garmer around uh Pac-Man a lot especially kino i mean it's i love those ships so i'm happy that's happening for mordu's legion but it's like i don't have the time to practice all day yeah, that's the one thing about the Alliance tournament is the people who are really into it get really into it, right? The, like, it's a, a microcosm of Eve in a way where the people that try hard, try hard even harder uh, just to, I guess, I don't know what it is. I don't think it's necessarily just the prizes. Uh, I think it's like bragging rights and swagger and just a little bit of everything and just like pride that you're number one at something in Eve Online. Yeah, we saw it pretty well during the Alliance Open. When there weren't, I mean, there were decent sized prizes on the line, but they were nowhere near like the typical alliance tournament prize. And then same thing for Inger games, like they, the prize pool wasn't nearly the same size as what, you know, the value that you can get out of those alliance tournament ships. Uh, so they're definitely competing for something else. Uh, what, what exactly that is, is probably a bit unique to each of them, I guess. Any, any winners of the AT and you want to sell me a frigate Mordu's Legion AT ship, I'll buy one off you. <laughs> well, It'll stay in station like my Marshall does. My, I mean, the AT is like the original, you know, tournament for Eve. I mean, it's the most longest running. It's the, you know, the glorious. You represent your alliance. I mean, there's there's no other competition we've had in Eve. We had some really great tournaments, but this is the like the original and the you know, and the longest running. And to have it back, you know, uh, for me personally, I'm, you know, I do love watching the AT. Uh, 
uh, do you know enjoy watching these expensive uh, fits that you can only get in the AT fly around and these comps and I'm excited for it and I, I hope others are too and I know they are and I know these guys that only play Eve really for this one time of the year having this back is just means a lot to them. Yeah, there are a lot of names that I have seen in the last few months popping back that I hadn't seen uh, super active in the last couple of years. Uh, and it's really, really nice to see that they're like still plugged into Eve and they're like, this is the one kick in the pants that they needed to get back into it. <laughs> and uh, they've been doing a lot of like random stuff to practice too. They they haven't just been sitting uh, on a test server. They've been going out in small gangs. They've been uh, like goofing around, trying out new things. Uh, and it's just it's just great to see them back in space. And then at the other hand, I got a message from someone who had uh, started Eve after the Alliance tournament was on hiatus. And this was like his dream. He was like, oh, man, I, I was watching like these old VODs. Uh, I kind of want to be there one day. And uh, he was just like so excited that he gets his chance now. So he's like he was telling me all about his practicing. And I was like, yeah, this is the coolest. I can't wait. Uh, so I've got my eye out for for him specifically <laughs> to see how he does. No pressure. <laughs> So we, we do, as our coalition, we do have Strybog participating. It'll be interesting to see how they do. Um, kind of wonder what they're trying to meta out and figure out what to do. And I don't know, it'll be, it'll be interesting. I know, I know test passed, but that's just an inside joke at this point. <laughs> I, I, my, my banter caught fire there. I that, <laughs> that little stream. Um, yeah, I feel like I feel like Strybog is just a little too easily countered. Um, like yeah. you ban ban out the Triglavian ships, and suddenly just they've they've got no practice in anything else. Yeah, yeah, I can see that. I, I don't mean, know if that's mostly the, the relationship with goons did bring a lot of new doctrines in, but that's yeah, that's probably true. I I actually know that they're really good pilots, um, and watching the Triglavian community come up with like. Uh, try and figure out all of the content during the invasion um, and like how to how to maximize and you know the new fits and stuff that they brought it was always just like really cool we were excited to see you know how how would they how would they approach this next um, so they're really some fantastic heads over there uh, and I'm actually hoping Strybot goes goes pretty far I'd love to see them hit the main event I think they're in the feeders this coming weekend yep yep, yep. they are um, yeah, that's uh, that's one of the cool things about the Alliance tournament, the, like the different tactics that the teams use to to get far into the tournament. Some teams are just like, we'll take the same setup over and over and just fly it better than anyone else can imagine. Uh, and then other teams are just like the complete opposite where they're like, our like theory crafters put on their thinking caps and just didn't leave a closet for two weeks. And they came up with this amazing doctrine that'll just wow the pants off of you. And we'll bring a new one every single time we fly. So you don't know what to expect. Um, and then there's obviously everything in between. So it's really, really cool uh, to see how these teams are going to, uh, you know, how they're going to make their mark onto the tournament. Yeah. Yeah, it'll be interesting to see. I mean, I know Opus and I would probably agree. Where our our alliance is a bunch of hunters we're cloaky hunters that's what we're our forte is i don't think we do that great in an at <laughs> we're good at springing yeah. traps on people 
it'd be really helpful if you introduced uh, some sort of PvP oriented competition for people who are bad at Eve. You know, <laughs> instead of doing this thing where you reward the people who are super good, what about one where I could get in there and you, you make a reward for people who maybe kind of suck a little? You know, that's, that'd be fun. <laughs> That's, uh, that's what we made NoSec for, right? Just kidding, just kidding. <laughs> sort of proving <laughs> grounds. Thing. There you go. Proving grounds. There you go. I was I was actually I've been trying to play with ideas for like a, a second a second tournament to run in the spring and I'm uh, I've actually been thinking like how can I I can you know, we have the, the big classic alliance tournament in the fall and we can just make that kind of a um and it, it sets a nice baseline for you know the tournament community and all of that sort of stuff. Um, but I've I've been thinking, what is there some cool alternative format that I can be experimental with? And you know maybe it doesn't work out, maybe it's it's just too difficult to run or whatever. But um, like crazy things, like you know what about like a forty v forty fleet fight? Or you know maybe it's there's multiple objectives spread throughout a system, and it's actually not contained to an arena specifically. Put them we all in Octavins like... so we can kill people. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Make, a, make a shit fit tournament where no ships can equip uh, weapons or modules that they're bonus to. Uh, they all have to use things that are really bad and make no sense on them, and just, yeah, that'd be fun. <laughs> so shit fit tournament. <laughs> oh, man. No, that, that'd I mean, be interesting. The, there was a, the... Or, or like an event where you can like scavenge. So you, you start off with like really bad stuff, but you can scavenge weapons from crates or Ooh. something around the map. And then you can like build your shit pit. Uh, That'd be, be slightly less shittier for the fight. Like that yeah. sort of would be pretty entertaining. I'm That's all cool about idea. that. I think uh, <laughs> there was a player initiative called the uh, Titanomachy. That was like kind of similar. They had uh, ships, like uh, you couldn't like upgrade your fits. That would be an amazing little upgrade. But uh, they had ships all over the place, and the good ships were, like, towards the center. Uh, and the bad ships were just, like, on the fringes. So you'd go and, like, grab uh, a, a bad ship and try and get a good ship without dying. It was really exciting. That makes me think of that uh, on the 07 show back when Garb was still there. They had that, I think you competed at one time, Swift. It was, like, you start at the station, you get a hull, and you got to fit it, right? And you have, like, five minutes to fit it, and then you go out in 1v1. Like, that would be kind of cool. My max shame for that is uh, I beat, I was pitted up against Pro God and I beat him, just utterly decimated him. Uh, but we weren't recording. <laughs> like, so, someone just forget to, forgot to hit start recording. So we had to do it again. Uh, and then I just like got a little bit overconfident slash nervous and I just forgot to fit guns. <laughs> so I got just completely dumpstered by Pro God. Oh, man. Oh, that's too funny. No, I mean, I'm, I'm excited. I mean, it's I don't watch much streaming. I mean, I watch a couple of streamers, but it'll be fun to watch the ATE. I need to sit down. I'll have to schedule times and stuff because, well, I still have to do this show. But it'll be fun to watch. I'm, I'm more excited for the feeders and, like, the finals and stuff. I like I like watching people fight for their life to get in than, eh. <laughs> the, the feeders are definitely going to be uh, quite exciting. We're going to have our, our work cut out for us to try and make the, the actual – main event as exciting as the feeders uh this coming weekend because the feeders yeah. are just going to be so incredibly bloody even though even though we've expanded the brackets because it was just a little bit too much like too many teams trying to fit in two little slots it's still kind of insane there's 51 teams that are competing for 16 slots and it's single elimination so 
you mess yeah. it out. Like that's it. Try again next year, yep. uh, which is really harsh. Now, now what I do largest, like, right? What? Sorry, I was asked. This was the largest one ever, right? Feeder tournament. Uh, it might be the largest feeder tournament. It's the second largest sign up number that we've ever had. Um, but it's going to be the largest feeder, partly because we were we figured, you know, I my thought was, look, it's it's really tough to come up with human resources for a sixty fourteen bracket because that takes every weekend out of a month for eight hour streams. Like the number of people who are capable of running these tournaments and like commentating, like the the best commentators and stuff, who want to have a really good cast. It's actually just a huge amount of man hours to ask of anyone. Like, please give us all of your weekends in November uh, is really hard, especially when other people have, you know, jobs or family. Um, that's a difficult ask. So I was, you know, the thought was kind of like, let's take it easy coming back the first time. Let's go with 32 team bracket. We can look at expanding back up to 64 if this goes smoothly. Um, but we, the turnout was the second largest ever. And so that puts us in the... In, in the interesting position, so we've we've upped the bracket to a 40 team bracket by taking an additional eight from the feeders, uh, but it's still going to be super harsh. Yeah. No, I mean, what I was more excited about is that you guys didn't allow form like you, you're not allowing the former AT ships this time around. Kind of like that fresh start. Yeah. The there's a there's a few people who own those ships who are uh, fairly sad about this because you know they they were stockpiled from previous events but at the same time i think just for the quality of the competition um and for like the the ease of everyone actually being able to have a have an even match it makes a really big difference some of those ships were just so powerful in terms of uh the meta um particularly because they were used not even just the the fact that the ships were incredibly strong although they are the real factor was the fact that they were used as ban evasion tools. So if you could ban out all the logistics and then they could still bring an Atana anyway. And so you had to spend an additional ban on the Atana. And like that meta gaming was actually just so strong uh, that it was really crippling for those that couldn't properly compete in it. So if you didn't think your opponent could field an Atana and you can, you have a huge advantage. Right, right, right. Yep. Yeah. Yeah, it was a it was a hard decision, but at the same time, it was a complete no brainer, right? So, um, it will definitely level the playing field for everyone, which is kind of what we want to see, uh, especially for the alliance horn coming back. We want everyone to be able to have feel like they've got like a, a good shot at even if it's not winning the whole thing, but getting quite far in it to get some skins, maybe get far enough to win some prizes, uh, and honestly, just have a good time. Like uh, that's ultimately ultimately what it's all about. Uh, we also tweaked the uh, prize points or the ship points quite a bit. Uh, I was actually looking through this morning uh, the logs between Aurora and I as we were like going back and forth on like the point structures and everything. And it was possibly the most fun slash stressed I've been for uh, like 10 days. It was amazing. And we've heard surprisingly few complaints about the point cost of things. There's a, There's some people who are like, ah. The only valid flagship is the bar guest, but I think, I think a fair portion of the people saying that are actually doing it as a distraction. Like they want people to think that the bar guest is the strongest ship. I don't actually. It's it's got a really good point value. It's got good cost for its point value, but I don't think it's the best thing 
in terms of band evasion and all of that sort of thing. But that remains to be seen. We'll see how the, the flagship breakdown uh, happens when they're announced in October. You guys should have told me that you guys were going to make Mordu's Legion AT so I could have bought up all the Bargus on the market and made a bunch of coin. Because right now I'm already making double back if I sell mine. <laughs> like, the prices have skyrocketed. That's why they don't do that. I know. Yeah, I know. I know. There's going to be a lot of them dying in this tournament, too. Oh, yeah. I, I, when I made accounts uh, in order to hand out prior to the feeders here over the last couple of weeks, I had to generate. Uh, I generated over 2,000 accounts. So that's 2,000 individual players who are competing, uh, which is just a large number of even like our, like the daily population of, of EVE players uh, that have something that are like actually in the tournament. Um, and so, you know, that's just kind of a glimpse. Uh, and that's not even accounting for like all of the multiple matches. So that's just the raw player count. Yeah, I mean that's that's got to be something like a cherry on top for for you guys for bringing it back. Like, hey, look at how much of the player count is just like, yes, we got it back. <laughs> yeah, uh, absolutely. So it's it's really happy. It it's really exciting to be able to make this many people happy, and so yeah. I will dedicate the rest of my life uh, up until this is over uh, to <laughs> <laughs> to putting on a good event for everyone. There you go. Um, so what? Are, how? I mean, I know you guys have probably been getting updates on the UI um, changes for the skill tree and the skill queue stuff. Um, I haven't looked into too much. I read a couple articles about it. I don't. I mean, I've been too busy to take time away to log into CC to look. Um, yeah. Um are you talking about internal information or no 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 i'm just saying like what's been exposed on cc like i i think the idea of the skill like being able to put up like hey i, I you want to go into this doctrine like here's the skill tree for it like put it in train it i, I like that idea instead of like hodgepodge stuff together and like oh i think i have everything and you try to do the fit you're like dang it i'm missing one skill i i like that idea i mean it for kybernauts it's great because we can well any any Pokemon group really like our obs fleets. Like we have very specific stuff we like on the ships to make it run smoothly. And I like that idea of being like, here's this, follow this, bam, you're done. Yeah, absolutely. Um, I was, I was a, I was big into Brave in, in the Brave Dojo program, the bit that helps new players for quite a while. Um, so that, that part of me is just super excited to be able to, Instead of having to like explain how to install and use Evemon, uh, and like here's the the list of skills that you need to queue up, um, it's just way it'll be so much nicer to be able to just be like here's a skill plan to get you started, um, and then even the uh, anyone who's running an alliance doctrine, like if you can just hand someone like here's your doctrine skills. Uh, this will make sure that you're up to date. That's that's amazingly good um, because it's just simplifies so much of that process um, and helps people to get there. Um, and it's really cool too. I think if you drag a skill into the skill queue, it'll auto-populate all of the prerequisites. So you don't have to go hunting and picking for all of the prereqs. Um, it's just there for you, which yep. is super nice. Uh, 
And so, you know, it opens up additional opportunities, like if, even for cool things, like drag a fit into the window and it'll give you all of the skills required. Um, I don't think that's in there yet, but it is a thing that I've heard uh, as a possibility. So it'll be just a really slick way to interact with all the skills. Uh, and I think everybody will be quite happy with it. Instead of me with my freighter going, what skills am I missing? Oh, let me let me go in and buy each one of these skills and toss them in. Yeah, getting lost in a right-click menu trying to find exactly what you need. Uh, and the thing is, it, it'll work for all levels of play, right? So it's not even just for, for new players. It could even be for, like, uh, characters that need the, to train or need a, a certain thing to get into uh, super carriers, right? Like, if you want your access to a super fleet, you could just, like, drag and drop this thing in there. Uh, make sure you've got all this stuff trained. If not, you can train it. It'll make it so much easier. I've lost so many, like... Uh, friends on steam who i've like dragged into eve kicking and screaming and they're like oh i trained this one skill uh i i'm not using it right now but i couldn't think of it i like i couldn't find anything else so i just trained it because i didn't want to lose out now i feel like i've lost everything oh i'm so mad I, I screwed everything up do i just delete and start over i'm like no 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 don't um and so then it's like a, a 15 minute conversation where i walk them through how to install evemon and if they're still there by the end they get it um, but a lot of them are just like, okay, I'll do that later. And they just dodge me for the next week <laughs> until I stop <laughs> pestering them. So this will be super nice uh, to be able to just drag and drop just like you do in overview and say, here, here's what you need to get sorted. Here's what you need to, to like do exploration. Here's what you need for, you know, doing missions. Uh, and then it's just a click of a button and they can kind of learn at their own pace by like showing info on, uh, things that are in the right order and then they can even like move it around like they can like change how they want to do it but at least they'll have a foundation rather than just like this pit in the ground that we throw them in yeah no i mean that's really cool i mean i personally i think it's it's great for new people coming in i mean i'm i'm an old timer in the game um and i kind of was always on my own route and when i tried to get friends into it half the time they you know a month later they're like i'm out this is too complicated. And I'm just like, come on, it's such a great game. But I mean, it, I think it's great for new players like that you can get them in. A, like if you can get them in a corp, you can be like, hey, like, this will get you into these ships. Here's the plan to get into these ships. Like, and have some fun instead of, I mean, kind of pushing a kid into the deep end of the pool. <laughs> yeah, the, the, the process that CCP is on the track the last few years of, you know, getting getting the simulating uh, fitting tools in, getting now getting the skill plans in with, with you know, being able to eventually hopefully, you know, drag and drop ships in and, and look at the skills required. That's such a big hurdle already just, you know, already now being put in the game that players had to go over as we were talking about. And, you know, it is a pain to have to, you know, I love Yvonne, you know, I love Pypha. Those are tools I use almost on a daily basis. Uh, but having those tools, type tools inside the game, you know, that gets rid of some complaints I know I've heard throughout the years of, you know, having having even then having all these other tools outside of it. Right. So this is great to integrate all that in. And, uh, you know, as someone who runs a I want to say a lore based alliance, but a PVE, you know, people kind of think Potch was still PVE from the invasions. And we had a lot of players coming in that had never done PVP. 
um, and, and coming to Pachin is very much a PvP oriented thing. Um, you know, they had completely different skill sets than what we needed for PvP. And, you know, getting people on the same page was so hard. So these tools are going to help with that a lot for new players, you know, which we focus on new players as well. I think most most alliances these days have some type of new player program, you know, or someone that oversees that. That's, this will make this so much easier to to bring them in, to train them up right so they can see what's going on. For a lot of times, you know, we give them a skill plan that says just, just copy and paste this in, right? They have no clue what they're training. They don't see the payoff. They just know they can fly this now. So I'm, I'm looking forward to these tools getting in and looking forward to, to learning them and doing them myself. I, I went on the CC and look at it. You know, my only complaint is it just fills my whole window up. <laughs> I like compact stuff, but, you know, there's a lot of information there. So I understand why you can't do that, but I'm super excited for it and want to be able to use these tools as soon as possible, you know, on Tranquility. Yeah, I, as far as the UI goes, um, it just in general, is something that, you know, we, we see quite a lot is that it's really tough to judge a UI change by people's reactions to it, because in general, people absolutely hate having UI changes, just period. And you can see that at, across every platform, every time Twitter makes an update, every time Facebook makes an update, you know, just whatever the thing is, when the UI changes, everybody who's got, you know, that they're invested in that, in that tool, at, it just throws all of their learned things out the window and it causes a lot of friction. Um, I think the fact that we've seen the feedback that we've gotten thus far has been relatively moderate and mild about the UI is actually an amazing sign thus far that it's it's on the right track. Um, and, you know, there, it's always nice to have some additional options. Veterans really like things more compact. Um, but the, I think part of the thing that you're balancing there is that compactness uh, is more challenging in terms of information density and feeling overwhelming to uh, really new people. So that might be kind of part of the balance. Um, and some of that is, you know, we might, I know that behind the scenes, they'll build like multiple different variations on a UI, and then they bring in new people to test them and see if, you know, this makes a difference in like, they'll, they'll, they'll be playing through and the, the, there's like a person behind a a one-way mirror and they'll be like so how do you feel about what you're looking at right now and if the person's just like this is this is too much i'm overwhelmed then they you know mark that down and start looking at alternative solutions so there's a lot of that sort of like consumer experience testing that's going on in the backgrounds right now about uh, a lot of this stuff which is certainly fun to look at from the outside um and i'm personally happy not to be uh, on a UI team myself, but I, I do hope they enjoy their jobs too. Well, I mean, I personally remember coming back after my first break and rem remembering watching the square boxes for your target turn into round ones and being like, okay, oh, yeah, like, this outside. is weird. <laughs> this yeah. is weird, but I'm back into Eve, so I don't really care. <laughs> but it was still that like my moment, that moment in my mind where I was like, dude, I remember these being boxes, not circles. <laughs> I remember when the uh, like the little icons for the ship sizes used to just be like the a th bigger and bigger cross, mm -hmm. and I was like, "Oh, this is perfect!" And then they changed them to like the very informative different types of chevrons for different uh, yeah. like ship classes and stuff. And when that came through, I was like, "This is the worst! Why are <laughs> they doing this?" And then I'm like, not even a week later, I was like. Yeah, this actually isn't so bad. I could see which is actually a destroyer, which one's a battleship, which one's an AF. By just looking at it, how did I live before? Yeah, it 
it took some rewriting though is, is exactly the thing because yeah. the, the size was no longer the the key thing so everybody had to to build some new neural pathways in order to adjust to that but the outcry when that happened originally was insane but at the same time if we were to go back today like it would be even worse uh, on the flip side because people would be like they're all the same are all the same icon how the heck am i supposed to differentiate <laughs> Oh yeah. In terms of uh, in, like in terms of some of the the like the common complaints, I think one of the biggest ones is, or at least the most common, uh, is exactly what Opus was mentioning. Like it takes up a lot of space. Uh, it feels like there's a lot of white space, and that's something that the team has heard. Um, so it's not like they have no idea <laughs> about that. So that like feedback has gotten back to them. And if you have any other thoughts about the the UI for the or anything about the skill plans please go onto the forums in the appropriate section and like put that feedback there so uh, we can like curate it and give it back to the teams as well. I mean, I personally, everyone complaining about the current skill training window. I remember the old one. Yeah, the old one was comfortable, but like the new one, I mean, yes, it's learning where stuff is at, but it's not that bad. Like, I, like I, I hate, I hate the like back and forth. Like some people are like, oh, this is better. And this one's better. And it's like, eh, I mean, they're they both have their pluses and their minuses. So like that's that's my hope that with these new changes, like everything would be like everyone will kind of get over it and it'll be a nice straight line and everyone will be more happy than the I like the old way or I like the new like the current way. Well I well I love that thought. It makes what immediately jumps to mind is like the XKCD comic where it's like nobody can decide on what to use. Like we need to make something that's a universal standard and it's like, you know, Current, currently, there are 12 competing universal standards. Like, after a month of development, there are now 13 competing universal <laughs> standards. So it, it's, it's entirely possible that people will have opinions on which one they like most. I mean, uh, I mean people will have their hopefully opinions. Hopefully, they find, like, a, a really I mean, I still want my old icons back. You know, the colorful <laughs> ones, you know, used to have? I still want those on back. The, on the Neocom? Yeah, that's yeah. Yeah. I mean, I, I love that we can trade, you know, we can, they're very modular now, but I mean, I spent a long time memorizing what each one of those things were. Now that is a common thing that I saw. I also hear people uh, surprisingly frequently, perhaps asking uh, for their um, damage briefcases back. So. <laughs> yeah, well, everyone's going to say they need lodging on kill mails, so it's okay. Everyone can't have everything they want. Please. and <laughs> <laughs> kill mails is actually a surprisingly complicated problem. Um, it was it was announced perhaps a little earlier than it should have been. Uh, it's not a thing that that's been forgotten about, um, but it's a thing that requires a full rebuild of the kill mail system. So. Yeah. No. I mean, I, I don't really mind. A healer doesn't kill the final boss, so. I mean, he just helps carry everyone to kill the final boss. I mean, <laughs> here comes the hate mail. Oh yeah. At least I'm in the, uh, everyone's gonna kill me. At least in my like every group that I've been in, uh, the the logic pilots always get all the love. Like you know who they are. They're kind of like the cool kids at like uh, the cafeteria. They have their own special table. They're a little bit intimidating. They fly a little bit better than you. But like you always know who they are. Uh, so. Until we get them on the kill mails, they at least have like the the street cred and uh, notoriety within their player groups. Mm -hmm. Oh yeah, we love our lodging pilots. We love them. 
And a lot of them kill people too. So that love Dude, is better than kill mills. Dude, the logies <laughs> from the invasion content were some of the most heroic people in the world because often they didn't even get the same rewards we did. They didn't grind enough standings or in time to get the the armor that we got, you know, because they weren't on as many kills as we were. So they fucking carried the events and don't even have anything to show for it. So we we remember Triglavian Logi. That's that's why I like armor fleets because then you can like throw some random. Uh, you wore module into your mids in order to like get on <laughs> kills. Right. So <laughs> or, Yeah, that's why no one wants me playing a Lodgy. Okay, I would, combat uh, drone. Yeah, I'd right. just rip off a rep and just throw a small gun on there just so I could make sure <laughs> 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 and just hope I don't die because I'd get ridiculed so hard if I did. Uh, I once uh there was there's a fleet where I really wanted to get on some some cap kill or something. I forget what was happening. And the I didn't I, I had just picked up like a a prefit uh, ship and it had nothing for me to to use in order to get on that kill mail so I actually abandoned my drones scooped drones from a dead ship nearby me and then used it on <laughs> used it on the kill so that I could get on so that's fucking totally punk rock man <laughs> <laughs> oh that's awesome um so let's switch gears a little bit here we're gonna focus on what this show is about you know those crazy triangles that live out in Pokemon. Um, how was your guys' reaction? I mean, I know you guys are community team members. How was your guys' reaction when we were like, burn it all down, we're done? Uh, our reaction to the burn it all down thing was basically yep. like, this is entertaining. And several <laughs> of us were like invisible watching nearby. Like we, <laughs> we just kind of showed up to like watch some things explode and we're like, cool. Uh, cool, so they're that murdering was, that was very, I mean, yeah, that was very much kind of <laughs> the reaction in the office at the, at the time. Yeah, yeah, I mean, the, uh, the Asbel fight in particular, like the, right before the, the burn it all down moment, um, where Electus Matari came in, like at the very end and suicided their fleet for the final oh, kill, was insanely fight. great to watch. Like, I was there just watching, like, cloaked. Uh, hoping no one would uh, decloak me or like knock me off because I was still like super new to CCB at the time. So I was like, I hope no one fucks me. Like, <laughs> I think everyone the worst. would switched to you. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> but we're just watching it play out and not knowing like, because I didn't have the luxury of being on any of the fleets or anything like that. So I was just a neutral observer. So trying to make sense of what was happening. And I just could not. I was like, oh, did they save it? Everyone warped off? Well, that, that was kind of cool. Nice fight. And then I was like, what what these foods are in again what's going on they're all dying that's strange oh oh the thing just popped it was just the wildest fight i've ever seen probably in years uh, of playing eve online it just was so incredibly entertaining and back and forth um and i guess visceral for <laughs> the ones that had to be on the field Golly, I'm a little bummed to hear that CCP's main reaction was entertainment. You know, what we hope to communicate <laughs> what we hope to communicate was actually quite sad. If anything, I would hope that uh, the folks at the at the developer's side would be like, man, it sucks that the people who created this space no longer feel that they can live here because of the changes we've made to their climate. You know, when you opened up the gates and allowed Nullsec to come in here and basically kick us around, you know, it, it, it fed us up on a silver platter. And what we were communicating by destroying our own structures was that there's no way for us to survive anymore. We can no longer hold on. So that's a, I mean, yeah, it was definitely fun, and it was yeah, it was a lot was of explosions. Fun. But I, I I wish the protest came across a little bit more uh, 
don't yeah. know. So there is there is an element of that that actually did get through a, a lot that, of the people. Through, yes. It wasn't necessarily the uh, the act of abandoning structures. Uh, it was definitely from a, a group of very constructive people from the Triglavian community that came forth and put up like a, a really great post for us uh, to look at internally to relay to the team members who are working on things within Pochpin. Uh, people in the Edencom side have done the exact same thing as well. But just the getting, I think it's called the, the Future of Pochpin channel, um, where just a lot of uh, really, really great people uh, came together, collaborated uh, on a wonderful document for us uh, to like talk about the concerns that they have within the region, how they envision it, what they don't want to see, the pain points they experience, and us being able to like deliver that uh, was a huge win. Yeah, I mean, well, I tell you one one of the things I found most satisfying, and no offense, my dear friend Swift, but uh, we transferred a bunch of ships to uh, people in, in protest, and one of them was you. We transferred a ship to you, Swift, and my buddy Cosmic got a kill on you because. When our structure exploded, your ship dropped, and he shot it, and it was hilarious. So if you check Z kill, yeah, Cosmic Esmeral has a kill on you that I was definitely watching, uh, without a doubt. <laughs> I, I have actually that that happens to all of us fairly frequently um, during the during the POSP eviction, um, which happened a few months ago uh, in Wormhole Space, which is a sort of biggish event. Uh, it, although not much fighting has happened, it was a large scale eviction. Um, I was transferred a bunch of ships and I happened to be online and I noticed, noticed them in my assets and I was like, ah, well, clearly <laughs> I can't, I shouldn't, I shouldn't let them get away with this. And so I tried to remove the ships, but, uh, I did, I was, I was still somewhat new at the time and whatever I did, uh, I suddenly suddenly realized that it wasn't like a normal action. I had used like dev magic of some sort uh, unintentionally um, that I didn't mean to. And so what my concern was, was not that I had just like ejected the ship remotely from the station. So it just like floated out on its own, which might've happened, but I was actually more concerned that I had just mass ejected everything from the station. Oh, no. <laughs> like, <laughs> Like everyone's belongings in it, which would have been horrible. Oh, no. uh, so I had I actually wound up like immediately running to some of the GMs. So I'm like, I need you to help me double check that I didn't just screw this up. Uh, yeah, that was that was interesting. Uh, that's definitely a panic moment. <laughs> but yeah, out of all that, I will say the Asbel fight was. I mean, definitely. I mean, I mean, I've been in E for a long time. I've been on a lot of big fights, and that was. Well, it wasn't the biggest. It was by far the most intense and one of the most memorable fights. Just having them come back. We we had a momentary, you know, even though we're still calm in the channel, right? You know, tr the trick side. We're like, do we get them? Are they gone? Do, do we do we say that it's David? And then they come back in. It's like, oh, I guess I'm going to edit a fight again. It's like, oh, they're going all in. This is happening. And we just tried to burn them down. You know, it was just a race. And, you know, those are the fun times we used to have with those, the way this, the, old mp the old station mechanics used to be for iHubs. you know you used to whoever got the last shot you know got the station and that was kind of what that felt like um with that uh maneuver they pulled but props to them you know it was a good fight definitely one i look forward to telling you know all the newbies of eve i was there <laughs> um but yeah you know that was you know that you know when we you know not to rehash what i've said before on on other podcasts in this one but you know that mentally we were spent right my guys you know five six timers a week you know for a month and a half more we than one time a day. 
right yeah. you know there's a story of kyle on his battery on the side of the road because his battery isn't charged you know i mean it it was a fun time of eve it was a hard time in eve you know which i guess looking back is that's eve i mean eve is yes. eve is hard and and fun at the same time and it's those hurdles and that those trying times you remember and make you grow i mean so you know looking back definitely some you know uh, good times uh tired times uh some frustrating times with both i felt like both ccp you know and and even just everyone attacking us but you know it's a game we play it for the i mean eve is the only game you get to have this type of emotion i feel like i mean i played a lot of video games a lot of mmos you know this raw emotion that comes just from the players itself right you're not fighting an npc you're fighting the other player and those stories that come out of that is what makes eve so special right it makes makes us newsworthy in news journals all over the world yeah a hundred percent i i would completely agree with that the i think the some of the most fun times i've had in eve were basically when pl was evicting us uh from first catch and then fade uh I think I think my most fun was in Fade. That was that was quite a time, um, and it was it was super stressful trying to keep everything together. But uh, that was definitely even even with all the stress and the drama and everything that came out of uh, out of that whole situation, which there was a lot of at the time. Um, Reddit was basically on fire with that whole event. Uh, that was, I think, some of the most formative. Uh, content that i've ever had in eve you know well, well i think uh, like a simple room aurora is just putting it in slightly nicer terms and trying to, to pick the right words so i don't feel super guilty about it i was there too <laughs> yo it was okay so i'm one of the newer players probably in this room my three-year birthday is right after pockman's one-year birthday or right before like i turn three the time pockman turns one and this was the biggest most interesting thing i ever got to be a part of it's one of the reasons i take this so seriously why i you know i I try to represent the Treglavian voice out here on all these shows is because, dude, I guess it means a lot to us. This isn't just like a cool new space. This is our home. This is some shit that we sacrificed years that we put our physical bodies and Kylon's car on the line to achieve. <laughs> so it, it means a lot to us, man. And I, I, I fear that I will wake up one day and look around and not see any more Triglavian people left because they're all, you know, slowly forced to go to other things. So it is sincerely my hope that the space kind of continues to leave room for the for the people who fought to make it. Yeah, and I actually really enjoyed uh, not only yours, but a few other uh, of the Kybernauts who ran for the CSM just so they could have like these discussions, right? Because it wasn't only like the the small CCP sponsored uh, like uh, back and forth and interview and stuff, but there were like proper interviews set up where you guys could just go on. I know Mal did a great job. Uh, you did a great job. Uh, I can't remember who else was, uh, what other Triangle people were in there, but uh dtm's like a csm debate slash the bachelor uh type show was amazing to watch just to hear the conversations uh from those uh, like the passionate people that live in uh triangle space and i got to to pick up on a great way to refer to it which is how i always refer to it now which is space hell yeah uh, <laughs> that's just my my favorite uh piece of eve lexicon yep it's space hell <laughs> it is it is Yo, I got eliminated pretty quick in the CSM election, which is to be expected of a, a humble person like myself. But I won <laughs> second place on DTM's show. So triangles represent out here in these streets. Who's <laughs> <laughs> in local boys? No, yeah. yeah. No, I mean, yeah. 
I, I liked that our burning down our structures was a, a good point because it freed us from that, you know, the old joke of push button, receive bacon. I mean, we were, you know, with, with the gates opening for us, it was, oh, there's guys that are going to fight and defend their structures because if it's gone, it's gone. So we get to hit it and now we automatically get a fight back. Like we get to show up at the timer, we get a fight and it, it dragged on too long. Like, I mean, kind of, we were some whack content, dude. Like how are, no. we formed 15 bombers on a good day and they come mobbing in with 40 T3 cruisers. I'm like, this isn't even a fight. Is yeah. this fun for you? Gosh. Yeah. There's, there's some weird points in the defending all our structures. I will, I will admit that one. There was some odd points where it was just like, it's a Tuesday at like <laughs> what time, like Eastern standard time. Like, you know, it could be like, 10 p.m. Eastern or 11 p.m. Eastern that the, it's going to pop out. And you're just like, dude, no one's going to show up. Like, you got the West Coast. There's maybe some people from Mountain and Central Time. Like, everyone we found in Europe asleep. We found ourselves outclassed pretty quickly, dude. Like I said, like, we're small gang people. This space used to be small gang space. But all of a sudden, the blocks are here. And it's like, dude, we cannot match their form-ups if we call every friend's friend we know. Like, there's no way. We I, still... had a... Go for it. I had a Reitaru in Pachman. Um that I tried to defend with like my alts and four other people who I could drag from PL because this was when I was a player. Um, I was just trying to drag people in there to help me save my little structure. And uh, tissue just came and just obliterated it. Uh, and I saved it once. I was like, oh, yes. And then tissue came back like a week later and killed it again. And then they just left the area. They're just like, oh, that was fun. See ya. And I was so we got killed. Yeah, they just keep hitting it until they get a really favorable timer. Bro, so we had one in Harva, which was our home system for a time. Um, I forget which which of our structures it was, um, but we basically had just, it was lost. There was no way. We came with what we could afford to whelp, and we were ready to die on it. But then our friends and all their friends and some people who were our enemies, like Electus Matari showed up to defend us. We were like, we were fighting you two days ago. What's going on here? <laughs> it was the craziest thing I'd ever been. I have all these FCs pinging me like, who the, why are these people here? Oh, should I shoot at them? Are they hostile? What the fuck's going on? I'm like, I don't know. I didn't invite them. They're here. Uh, uh, please don't kill each other. It looks like you're all shooting the bad guys. So yeah, it was, uh, Pockfin's a crazy place. <laughs> it it is really is. Place. It really is. Like we found ourselves, even now, um, you know, you you come across an entity and you're, you know, Null sec, low sec, you know, wanderer, mercenary, and you're like, are these people here because they're going to shoot us? Are they semi-friendly? They just want to try the space out, and they, you never know what you're going to run into. Like, I've shot blues that I thought were, like, I've shot neutrals that I thought like, they didn't know were blue, and I'm like, you're not blue. I'm the alliance leader. I had no clue you're blue. When did you blue us? They go, oh, well, we just wanted to come in and see people. Oh, well, that's, well, I'm one of these people you want to see. You probably want to talk to us, <laughs> and then they get mad at you professional diplomacy tip for those of you watching please communicate with people before setting them blue yeah it's a good yeah. idea probably a good idea <laughs> <laughs> but but it's been great to, to have to you know that's the good thing about Pochfin. i feel like it's super unique still uh the the politics in there are kind of eat be eaten and then once you figure out a fish that's about your size or bigger and you, you figure out who you need to buddy up to it's it's interesting i've i'm glad the space exists there's been hardships uh there's been some great times i mean right now we're we're having a good time uh there's some unique gameplay that i think super unique and that it you know being right next to low sec high sec with you know the wormholes and gates it's super unique uh 
but you know there are definitely still things that need to be worked out and i know cp's looking at that document we sent and going through it right i know that everything can't get fixed at once but until then it's just a ride and uh that's you know anybody that wants to come out there's a great place I mean, it's space hell it's it's <laughs> if if eve is hell this is even worse hell um but it's <laughs> but it's fun i mean it's adventurous there you never know what's going to happen i mean sometimes you can't get off the gates Nope. And it's a it's a thing that people can get into super quickly. Uh, yeah. Like, there's a lot of people who haven't even tried it necessarily, uh, who, uh, you know, perhaps there there's a fair number of people in Eve who aren't willing to do content that they don't already have like clear instructions on how to how to do easily. Yep. Um, so you know, there's a there's a bit of a barrier for people to get into Patchfin. Good. But at the same time. Stay out. <laughs> Stay out. <laughs> at the same time, they can also like you can put together a little fleet and be in there in five minutes, uh, which is certainly you know it makes for a really interesting place to go uh, outside of you know roaming Nullsack or whatever else yep. they would would be otherwise doing with their time. There's been a couple of times where Amelia Dusk Space has posted like, oh, we're gonna do five-man fleets like we're gonna set up five-man fleets and we're all gonna yeet in a pokvin and roam pokvin and i've been so tempted sometimes being like all right we're gonna reach out to all of the triangle coalition and we're just gonna set up gate camps on every gate and just murder every single ship that comes through because <laughs> it's just like it's our space like great know. news that's what happened anyways i've been <laughs> yeah. in two of those yeah They're a blast mean, yeah it's 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 space hell i mean you you bubble fuck the hell out of gates and you're screwed either by npcs or players sitting there waiting for you like and we're 90 percent of us are cloaky hunters like we what literally sort of, what sort of host would we be if we didn't roll out the red carpet and give you a fucking <laughs> pock fair fight 10 to 1 let's party bro come on down <laughs> the jitta express service <laughs> i will we'll say home right quick. As a, someone who's positive to both Triggs and Edencom, it's now uh, a lot safer to take the gates, at least yeah. as far as the NPCs are concerned. Um, I'm a lot, and it seems like I'm a lot more likely to encounter a Capsuleer than an NPC now, which is cool. Nice. Well, oh, it will be a long updates. time. It will be a long time before Edencom forgives my crimes, friends. to do on that. There's been some good updates, you know. Y'all did some do some updates here recently, and those have definitely quality of life issues. We were begging to get fixed, and they they got fixed, and definitely a, a good, you know, for the Triglavian community. I feel like it was a good reach out for us and just see that y'all did hear us and fix some of the. I think the two one of the two biggest issues we had um, that basically, you know, it's not, you know, when you you know come off a gate from being uncloaked and before you can even cloak back up right you know you get shot insta shot from a dread uh, from a drifter that's that's not fun there's nothing you can do about that you know it's not mechanics at that point it, it, there's nothing that we did it was just that and fixing that alone was just made it so much more easier to live here and that was like 75 percent of my complaints and the other thing with the you know observatory flashpoints which we've all talked to the ground making it to you know where the fleet gets the the payout was like incursion mechanics was definitely the, the other thing so those two things went a long way i think with the trick community with with myself you know and knew that you were hearing us that's what we i think that's what we were scared of is that we weren't being heard 
Yeah, that that's definitely one thing that the that's something that Aurora and I can actually do. Like we can't go in and do game design stuff. Uh, well, actually, Aurora can, but I can't. <laughs> but um, we're not supposed to, anyways. But being able to to let you guys know that we actually do hear you, not only on the Tregladian side, but on the Edencom side uh, in Pochman, uh, and even like the completely unaffiliated side in Pochman. Like everyone has their own view of how the region should look. And yeah. we're not the ones that are, are like the ultimate arbitrator, arbitrators of how that's going to look, but we can definitely relay that to the teams uh, that are still working on that. And and we do hear you guys. Uh, so thanks for like self-organizing and getting that information to us. But we definitely want to make sure that you guys know that we do hear uh, everything that you, not everything, but we do hear you guys uh, when you reach out to us. It's not just like throwing it into uh, a bottomless pit or something. Yo, yeah, even... oh, go ahead. After you. I, I was just going to say, like, when, so we we did stop and, like, watch watch the fights and the structures explode when you were burning everything down. But at the same time, like, while that was happening, like, we also gathered feedback from the community and ongoing events and topics of discussion. And that was actually, like, one of the main points in one of our reports that we gave uh, to uh, management and that trickles down to game design and all of that sort of stuff that was basically, like, uh, this is this is the current situation in Pachfin. This is why this is happening. Like these are these are the feelings. These are here's like where you can read more on on the feelings of that stuff. So that is very much our role in that sort of yep. thing. But then we also teleported in to watch things explode. So of course you did. You're even players. <laughs> Explosions. That's what we're here for. It means a lot to know that you guys care. And I must represent, one of my pilots uh, has begged me to ask this of you. So now that I have a captive audience of CCPs, Swift, <laughs> and Aurora, I'm going to ask you on behalf of the Triglavian community, in-game cowboy hats, let's make it happen. The people deserve them. <laughs> Just yes. let's make it happen. Space Wait, there's actually so speaking of cowboy hats, somewhat somewhat relevant. I think I'm just I'm I'm saying this because I think there's a, a basis for this that would be easy to get past the development team. Is basically that like whenever you have to execute live code on Tranquility, there's a specific cowboy hat, like a, a live coding cowboy hat that you can put on in the office. Um, <laughs> so it just makes extra sense. Uh, you know, cowboy it's hat like that and, and out of it. Exactly. <laughs> Thank you. I appreciate you your support. I mean, yeah, if it's good enough for Firefly, I'm sure we can figure out a, a reason to put it in there. For Even for Cowboy years. Bebop? Yeah. Sure. Look at all these scholars and gentlemen. And <laughs> people. Oh, man. I mean, I've said this on previous shows. Like, I do feel bad that, like, Edencom kind of did get the shaft. Um, and I like that you're listening to us. I, I'm hoping you guys are listening to Edencom, too. Like, oh, yes. I, I, I feel like they got the shaft, but like they also haven't lost bunches of ships flying through ISET <laughs> trying to move stuff around because you're like, oh, I'm trick positive. Oh, I'm getting murdered like yeah. every like Did... third jump. But... Edencom got exactly what they fought for. Yeah. It created systems in HiSec that persist to this day where the resource gathering is nice and tasty and it, they fought to preserve HiSec. That's what they did. They, I mean, I recognize that they certainly, you know, didn't get as many rewards as I might think is fair, but they, they their, lay, their claim to Pakvin is pretty minimal, if I may yeah. say. They fought to make sure it didn't exist. Are you saying you're uncomfortable here? Good, I respond. You're not mentally <laughs> comfortable here. You're our enemy. You're the bad guys. Oh, man. No, we're the bad guys. Yeah. No, no, we're, no, the, we're guys, the good guys. Dude. We're the triangles. We fought for justice <laughs> I'm and pretty freedom. Sure. <laughs> We're trying to dismantle the, the space government. No, no, no. We're the good guys. Anyone trying to fight Eve, 
everyone I, is the bad guy. Yeah, yeah. I, you're, you're always least, someone's bad guy. Mm-hmm. We're the least. We're the least bad of the bad guys. <laughs> <laughs> it's just perspective. Uh, we fought yes, the Liberate Planets from the Amar. We fought, you know, even the Minmatar government has something to answer for in that they fought to preserve the Amarian slaveholders' right to, you know, exploit their people, where we actually <laughs> fought to chase the Amar out. We liberated more Minmatar uh, than they did during the invasion. Take that, Electus Matari. <laughs> <laughs> oh, man. No, this is why we love having you on Zero. <laughs> oh, yeah. No, I mean, it's, it's, it's you know, all perspective. Um, it's Eve. Everyone hates each other, pretty much. If you're not, I'm actually if you're not blue, we really happy. The the one thing that I'm probably the most happy about with with everything is uh, people like Zero, people like you guys who are like now interested in the lore uh, of like the universe that we have in Eve Online. For the longest time, uh, the role play community was super small, really insulated, almost all stuck into like the Amar role play side, and, and there are like some very few exceptions. Um. And it's it's so nice to see in the last, I say, two and a half years how the role play community itself has like expanded. And even if people don't want to consider themselves like the role play community, people who at least know the lore and are aware of it and like are in some cases motivated by it is so cool to me. Um, I got hooked really hard when the Amar Championships came around because it was like a mini alliance tournament. I was interested in in that type of content. And so I just kind of jumped in. Um, and that's why I met people like Arcia and Deebs. And, uh, you know, it's, it was just such an incredibly fun experience uh, that it's nice to see more people uh, like getting drawn into that side of the game. Yeah. It's one of the most motivating things for me. I'm a nerd, dude. I came from World of Warcraft. I was all about this. Let's write backstories for our characters and shit. And then I come here and there's like all these years of just really incredible sci-fi writing that I get to decipher and try to find my place within it. The Triglavians were just the icing on the cake, dude. That's just like the coolest storyline. I think uh, the thing that sucked me in the most uh, in terms of lore was definitely the, um, the sleepers. Like with the emergence of wormholes, and like the drifters, um, the uh, drifter invasion, the whole storyline with Jamil Serum, like that was that was the thing that I think stirred me up the most um, of of all the things that happened. But there's it's it there's been so many things that happened. It's just su- super cool to have the story constantly evolve. Um, like the the storyline that we got to watch and like take part in with the evolution and final creation of Pachvin was just one of one of the coolest things. Uh, so it's always it's always nice to be able to not just kind of read about the history, but also to be a part of it. Hell yeah. I absolutely predict the next phase, and nobody has to confirm or deny. This is just me tinfoiling. I believe that the Edencoms and the Triglavians and all the everybody are going to have to fight together when the Drifters come. They're going to come mess shit up real good, and we're going to have to stand together or be eradicated as a species. So that's my prediction. Big Drifter War. I'm ready. Is that how Eve ends? Is that how Eve 1.0 ends and 2.0 begins? Is that is that what we're going towards? No, no, Eve is, Eve is forever. Right. The ancient enemy Azdaja must be defeated. Well, I have played E for half my life, so it does feel like forever some days. <laughs> Same TBH. Same. <laughs> I know, right? Feels good. Like that's the one of the coolest parts of of, and I'm just gonna gush a little bit. Sorry, uh, of uh, being on the community team because the same is true for Aurora. The same is true for Convict. Like we just sit there and. Uh, 
kind of nerd out about Eve stuff and share Eve memes. Uh, and it's just so, so good uh, to be like, finally just show up to work and, and hang out with people who are literally my people. <laughs> well, that is something I really enjoy about our community team, right? You know, I, I do talk to convict a good bit and I just had someone the other day, one of the, the Aussies actually, I used to fly with, with this person, right? Looking at who was inside Cybernauts at one point. And yeah. I said, Oh yeah. I said, he's part of the community team now. I'm like what? I'm like, yeah, the actual players and Eve are on the community team. Like that's the great thing. It's, it's, it makes it approachable. Like, you know, we've flown with a lot of y'all before, you know, whether we realize it or not, you know, it's, we under, I think it puts a lot of us at ease. Um, you know, when we, when we come to you as players, you know, you've been in our seats. Uh, now we, granted, we haven't been in yours. You're in the hot seat now. Um, <laughs> <laughs> but it's, it's nice that, you know, I think sometimes even with us doing the Traglavian and stuff and us being upset and not unheard, feel like we weren't heard, you know, I, I hope that it comes across as, you know, flash in the pan, right? You know, we, at the end of the day, we love Eve. That's why we're passionate about it. And I know that you guys are in those seats because you're passionate about this video game in the community. And, you know, that's, that's a, that's great. You know, we, we, I love that we have that type of interaction with, with community devs, that they're not just a, yes, they're, they're there. To, it's your job, but you came from the community and you understand us. Um, it, you know, of course, this is people that want to see things tore down, just tear it down. But I <laughs> most think most of you players, you know, we, we love this game. We love this community. In fact, Eve is here because of the community, in my opinion. And having Swift, Aurora, Convict, you know, all the many others, having that type of legacy of having the the players, you know, join the company and, and kind of w- watch over it from that perspective just makes me feel really good about the future of the game and, and just our interactions with with, the, with you guys and girls. And that's, that's really nice to hear. Um, the, yeah, it, it's, Eve has probably one of the most passionate communities I think I've seen for any game. The, the core, the core central part of, of Eve Online's community is uncomparable um, to, to any other group that I've really seen. Um, the, it's hard to find, you know, folks like yourselves uh, in in other games um, that care this much about a game, and that's probably like the biggest blessing that CCP or even Online itself could could possibly ask for. Um, we we obviously you know hear a lot of complaints about various different things all the time, but the thing about those is that it always comes from you know a place of deep deep love and concern about EVE Online and, you know, the the large ecosystem that is everything that is EVE Online. Finding, having a small amount of trouble phrasing that, but <laughs> it, it always comes from a place of like deep care and love and concern for this thing that we all share. Uh, and we pretty much always see that. Um, and as players, you know, we often feel it too. We have to remain fairly like stoic and neutral, but uh, it's kind of our our duty to make sure that that gets appropriately shared within the company as well, um, so that they anyone who anyone who's isn't is working on the game who wasn't that deeply involved with it with with it. Um, which to be fair, there's a lot of people in the company who are also you know passionate you players. Uh, they can hear you for exactly what you're saying is is kind of our goal yep and that's well, that's somewhat that's somewhat a concern that i've had is that you know 
so often the only reason I have to interact with you guys is to offer a criticism or a complaint. And it gets to feeling like, you know, all I have to say is negative or all anybody has to say is negative. But in a way, the word you chose is correct. It's duty. I feel an obligation to raise these points because we all share in something, right? We all have, we all share in this outcome. And so, you know, even though the, the good messages aren't always the first you hear, I mean, that's, that's why the bad messages are there is because we all care so deeply about this project. Yeah, good. we do get good messages. But the thing about good feedback is that it's from, from the person who's giving it, it's non-essential. So the negative feedback that is shared with us is essential because, you know, I have concerns about this thing that I love that need to be addressed is very much generally the reason or the, the thing behind it. And so that's why, you know, it can sometimes you have a disparity in terms of like the the voice that's necessarily being shared. Like our we there's a there's a button when you log out of the game that gives you a statistic that's like, uh, you know, did you did you enjoy playing Eve Online today? Thumbs up, thumbs down. And that's it. Um, over 90% of the people who log out of the game click thumbs up. So there's a lot of people having fun. But sometimes you can go on various channels and pretty much all of the discourse is negative. So you can have people having fun at the same time that, you know, there's concerning feedback that uh, people are hoping to be act on, acted on. Um, and so we see that too. Uh, even, even if, you know, people aren't making big posts to let us know that they really like a new thing or uh, that they're really having fun with other stuff, um, which still happens. Uh, those are not as important, I guess, to the to the people. Like if you're having fun, you don't necessarily jump out a window, like chat out a window and tell people. Uh, so it's it's something that we have to, that we always kind of have in, in our minds in terms of the, the framing of the feedback that we receive. Well, that's because internet spaceships is serious business. It is serious business. It is very serious. Because it's my actual job. (laughs) That's why I leave Onion, because it's not all that serious. (laughs) Uh, Yeah, I'm going to have to write my own satire post about my own show. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, I know. I've said this multiple times, Opus. Blue Blue Triangle in bed with CCP, confirmed. Yep, yep. Triangles. It's gonna be like CCP Aurora, CCP Swift are on the side of the triangles. Eve Onion post. It'll be the next post on Eve Onion. <laughs> Join the dark side, bro. See now, now I have some... to do it. You said please don't. Yeah, I've had some some interesting mentions in Eve Onion already. Like I feel like this isn't this isn't necessarily the first one that people have been like, is this true? <laughs> I mean it's I, I think by this point, I, I thought everyone knew that, you know, it's satire, it's not true, it's fake, but it, it doesn't correlate to people sometimes. And even I go, even I get messages, where'd you find this about? Where'd you, I, I, it's fake. Satire? No, dude. <laughs> it's satire. Now, now, I have had things come true. Um, there are some several posts we've done many years ago that actually are true now, not bad things, just features in the game or, or whatever, um, you know, but if you throw enough stuff at the wall, eventually something's going to stick. Hello, uh, to that end, one of the most like funny slash uh, unnerving experiences was watching uh, Riggs Javix uh, run for the CSM because every single thing that he had in his like campaign, we ended up just completely by happenstance uh, implementing around the same time. It was, so it was all of like the next day. It was truly amazing. Ah. <laughs> uh... I, that that reminds me. I need to pester Ricks. He's still, he he asked for a rain check to be on the show. He's supposed to be on with Juris Doctor and uh, Brisk. 
and he uh, he thought his campaigning was over. And uh, him and his wife went on and did something. And he was like, I can't make it. I'm like, dude, it's okay. You're part of the Rust Belt like me. Like, we'll, we'll talk another time. Oddly enough, I was, uh, like, as I was uh, relocating from the U.S. to Iceland, uh, my initial flight out from the U.S. To, uh, to Reykjavik was on the same flight that he and his wife were going out uh, to just visit Reykjavik, or yeah. to visit all of Iceland. So we were meant to be like on that same flight, but unfortunately mine got like uh, rescheduled by a little bit. So I just, just missed him. <laughs> That's too funny. Yeah, he told me. I was trying to get him on another show, and he told me, he was like, yeah, I'm going to Iceland. Like, I can't be on the show. I'm like, oh, okay. Have <laughs> fun in Iceland, Weird man. flex, like, right? You're flexing on me. Like, well, I was more bummed out because, you know, I haven't been to Iceland yet, and that's a geologist's paradise. So, well, uh, I, no, I mean, like, you can pick up any rock, and it's always igneous. There's, there's mm. no variation. <laughs> but it's, but it's, but it's the land of fire and ice. You have volcanoes and glaciers. Yes, it's. I, I'm, I'm mostly joking. Uh, it is very <laughs> cool, um, but at the same time, pretty much all of the rocks are igneous. So if yeah, you're, yeah. if you're, if you're like looking for interesting rocks, they're kind of boring here. Yeah, it's not like the landscape's cool. But you guys should rocks. you should come to E Vegas. There's all manner of rocks in <laughs> Las Vegas, and I will be there as well as the rocks. So we, uh, we don't want to E Vegas no more. Vegas. San Diego. Yeah, you San Diego win. San Diego win next year, I think. Right, as long as COVID doesn't I, kill I, us all. Right, I plan on going to Eve Eve Iceland. I'm planning on going to Fan Fest in 2023. I'll finally be there. So we keep the game going to 2023. I'll be happy. I'll finally make it to Iceland. <laughs> I plan on going forever. to Iceland. Well, maybe I'll go for my birthday this year. We'll see you in 2023. There you go. I should go for my birthday finally. Party on New Year's Eve. So I mean, dream. They actually do have a, I think it's the, the largest fireworks fired per capita of anywhere in the world on New Year's mm-hmm. Eve in Iceland. So... My birthday is yeah. New Year's Day. It's been my it's it's now been three years delayed, almost four years delayed since I wanted to do it. But <laughs> yeah. Um, all right. So I know we got some, you know, we need to wrap up shortly soon. Yes, Eve, Atlanta, November 6th. <laughs> Opus, thank you. I just told people um, <laughs> that. I just, just yeah. Um uh I know we're gonna we're gonna wrap up, so so our boundary violator can find a place to live <laughs> and we can let CCP Aurora go do her things. Um, as usual, I like to wrap up the show talking about some funny kills. I don't have any, I've been too busy doing my own thing in Eve, putting up structures and mining. I've gone back to my roots, um, but Opus. Besides um, Saturday night invasions. It might be Saturday night invasions talk. Yeah, Saturday Night Invasions, uh, we do this thing uh, every Saturday night at uh, usually 0130 Eve time, where we basically Triglavians get together, mostly Cybernauts this, at this moment, and we'll, we just ride around Pochman, we will go yeet ourselves into Nullsec, you know, part of the invasion part of it. We we basically get out and shoot people that aren't Cybernauts, uh, well, Triglavians, basically. And uh, we have some fun with that. Uh, most time we end up whelping. I'm not going to lie. There's way more people in Nullsec than there are us. But it's fun. Uh, we do get on some good kills. Uh, most of our stuff's cloaky. So, you know. But nothing specifically. We got some good kills last night. But Saturday Night Invasions is always something I enjoy doing. And it's, uh, you know, it's kind of our thing because we get to go invade, 
you know, case space at this point. <laughs> I guess they're kind of like wormholers, but we're trigs. It makes we've already survived worm invasion. We have another invasion on a weekly basis. We're wormholers with extra steps. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, Bachman's one weird, one big weird wormhole. Um, actually, Warhol before gets. I continue on with this, um, I don't know if you guys in the community team have realized that uh, you guys have done your big happy four empires thing. Have you guys heard about what we're doing? Luminality Day. I I am not sure. Totality Day. Yeah, Totality what? Day. October well October thirteenth when Pokemon was created, we're doing our own celebration. Nice. Okay. Cool. Cool. What are, What do you have planned? Uh, what do they have planned? I don't have it pulled up right now. So Strabog is the official one that, ho that created the event and hosting it. Um, there is a CCP. I think Convict is aware of it. Yeah, go Someone's past your Convict. <laughs> So, yeah, he was he was in the uh, he was he was fighting for the tricks pretty hard during the invasion. We yeah. totally we totally plan to participate in some of Strybog's events, but also we're looking to do some of our own because we're we're you know the small gang side of things. We're, we've never been the big group they are, so we, we've kind of had our own history here. And we thought about doing uh, roaming procures, just try to get kill marks on procures and see who can you know give out give out prizes to anyone who brings someone down with a barge. So much fun. I actually did a, uh, one day I convinced somebody with a Titan to give us a lift. And so we did a hot drop of proc fleet, um, where, where I hot dropped procurers onto uh, someone else's mining fleet, which is hilarious. Uh, and so we, we killed their procurers with our procurers. And then we just sat there mining their ore until they came back with nightmares. And then we killed a couple nightmares before we died. <laughs> oh, that's oh, that's awesome. I, okay, so the, the Procure thing, I know we're, we, we got derailed on this. I still, think, I still think my favorite thing was being on comms with, he was our Diplo for a while and he stepped away from the game for a month. He was sitting there being like, guys, uh, there's a Hecate on me in the home field in Pacman, like in Kino. Like, can you guys help me? Uh, I'm down in armor and he's down in armor. Uh, I'm in structure. He's in structure. Uh, I killed it. I have 6% hull left. I need to dock up. <laughs> like we were all just kind of laughing, listening to comms. Cause we were all scrambling to form, get into combat ships. We were just like, wait a second. You're either going to die and we kill it, or you're going to kill it. And we're going to show up late. Like, Procurers do some dirty things. We, we kill a lot of things with our mining ships. Yeah, I, I think um, there was definitely one day where uh, Hikate was, I was just sitting in, in a solo procure, Hikate worked in on me, um, but got too close and found out that I had to scram the hard way. Um, and he died before his, uh, his the fleet that he was tackling for even showed up. So that was <laughs> definitely a good day. You feel very smug after a situation like that. <laughs> oh, yeah. Uh, our miners kill a lot of people. I think our motto is like, in Pacman, miner kills you. <laughs> I love that. One of my favorite things to do, which is actually like uh, tremendously harder now, ever since um, uh, Team Talos updated the uh, covert ops frigates to actually have covert ops bonuses. But I used to pretend that I was just uh, an AFK Helios, like at a celestial somewhere. And then eventually someone would come in and try and kill me in like an interceptor, but I'd be uh, a surprise battle Helios with um, a whopping 74 DPS. So it would take forever for me to kill someone, but I would eventually do it. And it always was like the most gratifying kill. Uh, I, I really need to take out more battle herons. That ship is amazing. It's actually uh, in so terms good. Of, like surprise bait. 
I lost a very embarrassing, uh, I had a very embarrassing loss to what I thought was an easy heron kill. Um, <laughs> that was when I learned that they can actually be terrifying. Mm -hmm. So, battle heron all, right. all the way. Battle heron all the way. All right, so let's get back on track. Uh, zero, any fun kills in the past two weeks since you've been on? <clears throat> oh, golly. I had one guy try to jump my Nurgle in, a, I think it was like an Ishtar or something but he didn't know that I had another Nurgle floating around ready to warp to my main. And so I, I totally ganged up on him as myself. And I'm, I'm, I'm one of those fellas, I've never really been into multi-boxing. I don't like playing multiple characters. So this is new territory for me. It's kind of, I was proud of that. Like, yeah, yeah, I outnumbered you by myself. What do you think of that? I'm up to four now, zero. <laughs> I'm really uh, committed. I'm really committed to Zerimus Plague. That's like yeah. one story I want to write. I don't want to get sidetracked, but having eyes on stuff never hurts. Yeah, yep. Uh, Kylon, anything fun? Since we don't hear much from you. <laughs> oh, <clears throat> yeah. Uh, one of my favorite things to do lately is to uh, bubble up the beacon of a observatory flashpoint. That's in mm, the first yeah. room. So you put a bubble there, and because it's dead space, everyone gets pulled to the center of the bubble, not to the edge. And it's, uh, you know... Cloaked ships get decloaked, and it's a lot of fun. So last <laughs> night, we had a, uh, a Tengu come in to our bubble, and we killed him. <laughs> there you go. And we, then we've completed the observatory as well. So uh, there is a lot of I – I did want to say there does seem to be an increase in PvP around the observatories. Yep. And yep. while I, not everyone likes it, I think it is uh, – it's pretty healthy. It's healthy. Yep. All right. Let's go with, we'll go with Aurora. Any fun kills you've got into on your secret account so you don't have to, can't, you don't have to, you know, hide them. It's not super secret, but um, I'm, I'm trying to think. I just pulled up my kill board. Uh, so <laughs> there was, we, we realized that we had a wormhole to brave space. Um, while they were evacing, so we're like, ah, oh, let's go, let's just go have some fun harassing them uh, while while they try to get stuff out. Um, we warped in with a like what was a pretty decent little gang of really random stuff. Like I was in a an armor thorax, uh, but they were not having any of that, and the response was just truly devastating. <laughs> <laughs> Apparently, people had been poking them all day, uh, and so I guess this is actually a loss, not a kill. Uh, yeah, that happened happens. recently. Um, then the other thing was, like, we were on a roam, and it was out in Inn's Mother, and there was just bubbles on every gate, and we're like, well, we're not catching anything, so we might as well get kill mails on the bubbles. And so we spent a solid hour just kind of, like, shooting random bubbles, uh, which... We got some kill mails for, but in the process of shooting bubbles, like one of the locals warped a Kikimura right into the gate, and we got to kill that too. So that was fun. There you go. A bonus kill. Yep. All right, Swift. No boundary violation talks. What have you killed anything recently? Did you go out with the less than ten guys? Um, I haven't <laughs> been out with them in a little bit, but uh, I did actually take uh, a Hyperion out not the yesterday but the day before. Uh, just ESS robbing because now I'm in like a different time zone, which is 
super weird to me by the way um <laughs> so now i can play it like different times of the day uh so i took a hyperion out it was like a, a proper dual rep hyperion that i just gimped and put a bunch of webs on went into an ess and uh i managed to grab a nightmare and i guess he thought he was just gonna like kite away from me but he didn't expect three webs so uh that was a good a good kill for me i, I felt really good it took me forever to then get out of the little ess bubble with my seven mil in bounty but i was really really proud of the the one kill and then i i, I ran away and logged off and haven't logged off <laughs> I, uh, I have a feeling there's like a ball of hate waiting for me there and, uh... eh, come on everyone loves you i mean you love taylor swift right <laughs> no there's probably hate waiting for you um i do need to we do rob ess banks every once in a while i need to take my phantasm out with our caracals just so i can go in and ring the doorbell for content Man, it's people. super fun. I watched Large Quave Zero do it, and he makes it look so easy. Um, and Bjorn B too as well, but Bjorn B makes it look much more difficult because everyone's trying to kill him. Uh, but they just make it look like so much fun. So I was like, yeah, screw it, let me do it. Uh, I usually always die, but I finally got a great, great kill. And I don't, I don't know. I think it's something about how I grew up in Eve Online or like my path through Eve Online, where uh, microing reps on like a massively tanked battleship feels so much cooler than any other thing that you can do in the game like I, I don't know what it is but it just like feels really really gratifying uh to pull it off not over rep not burn things out keep range kill something and then like survive uh, i don't know yep yep nope it's fun this is one this is one of the reasons it's great to be a triglavian is when you're robbing banks you know home is always a filament away it's so easy <laughs> for us to extract so we would i would personally like to thank the noblocks for their contributions to the triglavian war effort we appreciate <laughs> the free isk it means everything thank you <laughs> all right well it was a fun show thank you ccp swift and ccp aurora um it's great uh and for all you tri triglavians you know stay safe in hell space and Murder some people that aren't supposed to be there. <laughs>